You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray, and believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! What's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. My name is Ray, and that means I'm the one who's going to be talking about football with you people. It's finally Friday, and it's also December 3rd, 2021. Tonight, I'm joined by the members of the Ray Route Patreon page, and I will be joined by the Patreon members every Friday night. I'm not sure how many subjects we're going to get to in the next half hour. I'm not even sure what we're going to talk about, but... I know we'll definitely be talking about those Patriots versus the Bills on Monday Night Football. We're going to hang out. We're going to be talking football. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Football with Ray. But before we get started, I need you to hear about our sponsors over at Newsbreak. And when we get back from the ad, well, we'll get to the show. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody, so please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And look what we got here. We're back live on Talking oh, there Football we go. with Ray. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. And, of course, you can find all of my content all over the Internet. Find me on YouTube, Twitter, Newsbreak, Patreon, and all of the podcast networks, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And, of course, you can find the podcast and my blogs over at DeanBlundell.com. Make sure you come check out the exclusive content on the Ray Route Patreon page, and you can be a part of this show, www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Links are in the threads and descriptions. No matter how you're watching or listening to the show, make sure you hit the like button, and if you haven't done it yet, follow me on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, follow on the podcast, and I am joined by a lot of people. I'm joined by my Tuesday night co-host, Lawrence Owen. Give a wave. I'm joined by my Wednesday night co-host, Mario. I'm joined by Mike, who's cameraless. So, Mike, just pretend you're waving. <laughs> I'm waving right here, right now. On our Thursday night, I'm joined by our Thursday night guest co-host. We had Ross, who's just 
showing up the pictures. <laughs> and then our two Patreon members, my man Thomas and my man Matt. Gentlemen, hope everybody is doing well. So where do you guys want to start? Okay, and I'm not asking Mario or Lawrence. I'm asking the Patreon members. You guys where know you where guys I want to start. Hold on, hold on. Know. Do you want to start with Mario <laughs> predicting that the Patriots are going to go six and eleven, or yeah. do you want to start? <laughs> or do you want to start with Lawrence? That well doesn't go dry, does it? No. Or do you want to start with Lawrence basically saying the Colts are going to run the next five games, which includes the New England Patriots, because nobody fears he fears nobody on the schedule. Including New England. So do you want to start with six and eleven? Or do you want to start with the the Colts are gonna roll the Patriots? Uh Thomas, I'll let you start. Where do you want to start? You want to start six and eleven or you want to start with the Colts rolling the Patriots? Oh, I wanna have the Colts. Oh, he wants to go after the Colts. Mario gets a little bit First of reprieve. Off, Ray is a <laughs> is, is kind of pushing uh the words a little bit. I said the Patriots would be the Colts' toughest team that they face on their schedule. By the way, I bookmarked that tweet. I don't care if you lose any other game, I'm not gonna rub it in your face. But if the one loss comes to the Patriots, <laughs> that tweet is it's gonna be the Colts. Ask ask Mario, I don't forget anything. I forget you are nothing. an elephant. You are an elephant. All right. Are so, are you, you going to retweet it if it if it comes true? No. <laughs> I'm going to delete this broadcast. <laughs> All right. Who wants to start? Who wants to go at Lawrence first? Thomas, you picked the subject, so why don't you tell him why the Patriots? Like, ask him some questions. Ask him some questions about why he thinks the Colts are just going to run all over the Patriots. Okay. Uh, um, I just leave Jonathan Taylor. Out of the game. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Lawrence, tell me something. Tell me something, Lawrence. Are you nervous though? Because I, I just want to give you a little, a little bit of history over the last six weeks. Okay. The Patriots played the Jets and they knocked out Zach Wilson. The Patriots then played, I think, Carolina and they knocked out oh, Sam Darnold. You. <laughs> the Patriots then played the Browns and Nick Chubb was hurt and couldn't play the game. The Patriots then played, who'd we play after the Browns? Oh, Atlanta and um, both Cordero Patterson wasn't available. And uh, who's the receiver that's, that's working on his mental health right now? Uh, right. Rit- oh, it's his name. anyways, their top receiver was out, right? Calvin Ridley. Ridley yeah. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Then they yep. got to play. Then they got to go up against the the Titans, and AJ Brown goes on the IR, right? And then a week before they got to play the Buffalo Bills, Tre'Davious <laughs> White goes down. There's a bit of a curse to playing the Patriots. Are you nervous <laughs> going into this game this week because you got the Patriots next on the docket? Are you are you no? Are you because rumbling? unlike un, unlike all the other teams, the Patriots and the Colts have a bye week before they they face each other. Oh, are you nervous? That also. <laughs> I know I don't want to talk. About, I was going to make a joke, but I don't want to talk about injuries. I don't want to talk about injuries. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather no, <laughs> no, that's back. Nobody on no, either no, team no, no. wants any of their players hurt. So no, never. <laughs> but there is a bit of a there is a bit of a curse about playing the Patriots right now, whether it's in game or before the game. I mean, major or stars during the game. Major. So players. I mean, we are talking about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Is it injury gate? <laughs> <laughs> take away the first round pick take away the first round pick <laughs> well, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor basically sits uh, till we play the Colts in the room 
uh, with nothing where he can hurt himself. He is not allowed to go out and everything else, right? Well, I heard rumors today that Frank Reich showed up to the stadium with all this bubble wrap. I'm not sure what he was doing with it, but it could be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I got I got blocked by a, a Buffalo fan today. What? No. What? No. And no. No. Mario, I got to ask you why your why your fan base is so soft. Okay. Oh Which, my God. No. no. <laughs> can no. I read? Can I? But hold on. Can I read you what got me blocked? Is your maiden name Ray Wright? <laughs> no. Can I? Don't Nate ever. <laughs> don't you ever, ever, ever. <laughs> you all are throwing darts at the mafia, man. What do you want me to do? You have. You've all had to deal with Nick Wright for a year and a half. We had that oh. motherfucker for five years. So don't ever. <laughs> Ever, oh. ever. Hey, we had to live with Steve Grogan. Okay. No, no, no. no but Nick Wright. <laughs> Come listen, on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. There, there Nick Wright is... is the most pompous piece of dog <laughs> shit. I don't know any any fan base that likes Nick Wright except for maybe Tampa right now. No, but that's what I'm saying. Or I don't know if his family Chiefs, base right? likes him. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Like this, this is what I'm saying. Like it, it's this is the only like. Bills fans and Patriot fans are like united over Nick Wright because we've all had to deal with his utter. You could, you could, you could, you could BS. Put Colts fans in that same situation. All right, he just he's disrespect you guys too. Oh, all the time. All he the does time. those tears. Did, every did he compare? Week. Did he compare <laughs> your rookie? Fail every did he time. did he say that your rookie quarterback was going to be Joe Flacco at best? At best, that was going to be his peak. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure he said a lot worse about Carson Wentz. I just know okay. that <laughs> Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, so like I don't even. But anyway, that wasn't with the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm trying to find the tweet that got me blocked here. Maybe I the way Zach it. Wilson's playing, they oh. might be their starter next year. You never so know. So <laughs> this dude. Yikes. So... <laughs> So Sal Capuccio put out um, put out Mac Jones's passing chart, right? And yeah. obviously a lot of checkdowns. Good old on Sal, the, man. On, on the chart, yep. right? This guy Kevin Masseray, Masari, Masari yep. quote quote tweets it and says check down Jones. I write checking down to the top of the AFC East. So what's your point, Kevin? That's what got me. That's that. what got me blocked. I saw that tweet. That's what got me blocked. That, that's a pretty soft block right there. I know pretty, that is a soft uh, block. No, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, I I have had um I have had a few uh, run-ins with Mr. Masari. Yeah. So there are people even in the Buffalo fan base that have rubbed shoulders with him. Uh, unfortunately, and in, in that respect, and I've gone at him a couple times. So uh, he does not represent the entire fan base. Let me just say, <laughs> most, most honestly, most uh, now, and I have to explain this really quick to you guys because I think it gets skewed a little bit. I went to school in Massachusetts for a year. I when when Montana retired, he was all, my all time favorite quarterback. I gravitated toward Drew Bledsoe, so I know a lot about the Patriots. What I mean, I fucking hate Mo Lewis. Okay, he just knocked Bledsoe <laughs> out of that game, and then you know the rest is TV twelve. But my point was, I, you know, I liked I liked the Patriots. They weren't my team, but I liked them because of Bledsoe. You know, he was very unique. You know, he was a great quarterback and this and that. It's not the New England Patriot fan base that I ever had a problem with. 
It's the Buffalo fan base that grew up 10 minutes from Orchard Park that are like, dude, I'm in championship. You win, fucker. I'm like, you're 20. Shut up. Like, what's going on here? So that's the fan base that I always would have trouble with. But, like, as far as Paul and I over on hashtag, like, we, we, we try to remain as neutral as possible. But as far as Paul, he can't. He, you know, and it's it's certain people that he he doesn't like. He doesn't hate the whole fan base as a whole. He's, there's certain people he really cannot stand. Well, this hey, Mario, crowd, Mario, this Mario, crowd oh, the, hold on, on this crowd right here can confirm which fan base do I fucking absolutely despise? Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Seriously, we are the worst. <laughs> we are the worst to deal with in so yeah. many factions. But you Mario, oh sorry, the true fans. The Rosses, the Thomases, the Mats, the the Nick or the Mike, sorry, sorry, Mike. I'm cool. I can show it when when this fucking team wins seven games, and they're on every show, and they're here every night, and they're commenting, even if they're bitching and complaining, they're they're just still like, <laughs> fuck it. And we win our first game after a six game losing skid, and they're like, yeah, we finally won, and they celebrate. I'm cool with that. It's. Page and you know what? What irks me more? We talked about this last night because Ross actually gave a big shout out to Bills fans because he like he lived through the seventies and eighties Patriots, eighties and nineties, eighties and nineties. Sorry, nineties. So he 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 empathizes with and, he, and we we actually we did a a, a segment a segment last night saying our Bills fans misunderstood and we were actually talking about. Uh, cause they just raised $108,000, uh, for Tredavious White's hometown for a food bank. And we talked about when Lamar Jackson got a concussion and they raised like $60,000 for a charity him. Like they, and they do that every time someone gets hurt, they raise this money. Josh mm-hmm. Allen's grandmother, when she got sick, or whatever, they, they, they yep. named a fucking wing after him at a hospital because so much money came through. Yep. Um, so we're like, are they misunderstood? And we were talking about that. He was like talking about like, you know, I grew up in the eighties. Like I grew up with Steve Grogan. Like I have empathy for for you know and a lot of respect for the bills fans because to be a bills fan for the last 20 since since the mid 90s when they were going to super bowls it's it's been tough you got to be loyal and what i said pissed me off it wasn't Patriots fans that pissed me off it's all of a sudden every patriot fan who became a tampa bay fan and i don't have beef i don't have beef for people who cheered for tom brady to win i mean he's been he was your quarterback for 20 years the same way i cheered for bledsoe not when he was with Buffalo, but when he got to right. Dallas before when he sucked. But I was hoping that Bledsoe would be good. Mm-hmm. However, it was the guys that were suddenly like everything was Tampa Bay. Like they weren't even Patriot fans. They were Tampa fans. And it pissed me off even more when I would look on their Twitter profile and they'd be from like New Hampshire or, you know what I mean? And you'd be like, mother, or, you know, like you'd be like, motherfucker, you're from Mass. You know what yep. I mean? Like, <laughs> like I get list the guy, the guy from Atlanta, Georgia. Who's a Patriots fan? That's a simple bandwagon. You know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, it's yeah. fine. And if he leaves, because I don't think I don't consider you a bandwagon if you I'm from Toronto. If you come to the team, even if they're winning and you stay through a rough time. And it yeah. looked like last year it was gonna be an extended period of rough time. I don't think any of us expected what the Patriots, except for Thomas, expected what the Patriots were gonna do this year. But Everybody who so the guy from Atlanta that's suddenly like, oh fuck, Patriots aren't good anymore. I'm gonna go cheer for Atlanta again and become a Falcons fan because that's who I kind of always half cheered for. Anyways, fine, whatever, leave the bandwagon. But the guys from Mass really irritated me when they became fucking <laughs> Bucks fans. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Obnoxious. Can we you can see we talk a lot about of the people? Oh no, I was go gonna ahead. say you, there are a lot of I just want to two real quick things. One, there are a lot of Brady jerseys in Buffalo, just to be honest with you. I mean, there were. There were. Now they're all Tampa Bay Brady jerseys in Buffalo. But 
you know, although I, I'm just, you know, as Ray was talking about the fan base, you know, there's two there's two different types of fan bases. My manager, when I worked at a hotel in 2007, he was a Patriot fan. He was from Boston. Ramada. He, moved, he, tra- he transplanted here. He uh, he was my manager. 2007. You guys remember that year? Mm-hmm. He comes in the day after the Super Bowl. He goes, go ahead, give it to me. I go, what? He goes, go ahead, say what you want to say. I'm like, we were seven and nine. What the fuck am I going to tell you? <laughs> you just you just lost the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not going to say a damn word to you, bro. So it was. It's, there would have been that fan. There's that fan, and then there's ah, ha, ha, David Tyree, <laughs> you dummy. You know that's what it is. That's that's just what it is. There's but the one with the making fun of the Patriots for losing the Super Bowl after going 18 and 0. That is very few and far between in Buffalo. I just want to let you guys from the people that I run into. It's very few and far between. Well, and I mean, if anybody there's if there's one fan base who can't talk shit about another team losing a Super Bowl. Right, like I, I mean, yeah. this a, I mean this in a legit way. I'm not even doing this talking shit. Like it's yeah, yeah. Oh, you lost the Super Bowl. It's like you lost four. Four. In a <laughs> row. Yeah. In a row. You know Why? they cling to the in a row part though. Yeah. Buffalo fans yeah. will cling to that in a row. In a row. So yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's impressive that they even made four Super Bowls in a freaking row. Oh, you know just, that's just so unbelievable. The, the this Patriots, image, oh, Patriots oh, went to four and five, right? And I still know people who whine about us losing to or about the Patriots losing to Denver in the AFC championship game on the missed extra point, right? The Gostowski mixed extra point yes. because that would have tied Buffalo, but the uh-huh. Patriots would have won one in between. So the Buffalo Bills got nothing now because it's like, yeah, you went to four in a row. So did we, but we won a championship. True. Like that was legit. And that's why they want the Patriots to win seven. So the Steelers can't say God six anymore. Cause it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ever since the, the introduction of social media, I have, I used to hate the new England Patriots fan base because from, from Oh <laughs> one to Oh five Patriots fans were awful. They, they had the biggest heads in, 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 in all of the NFL and then yep. as I got older and I started realizing social media, I realized I have to give them a pass during that time because every team who goes long periods of time without championships and then starts winning, the fan base goes nuts. Well, look at you Kansas know? City. Kansas oh, City's a oh, prime yeah. example. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs yeah. are an example. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, these, guys the are, these guys are one and two. These guys are one and one in the Super Bowl, and they're talking about dynasties. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're, you're one year, 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 year. And then Mahomes is a Hall of Fame player Seattle already. Seattle the same thing. If he retired today, Mahomes would be Hall of Fame. That's what a lot of Chiefs fans think. Oh, yeah, yeah. After four mm-hmm. seasons. First ballot. Yeah. First ballot. Yeah. And, he, first and he's the GOAT. Hall of Fame. And he'd be the GOAT if he were to oh. go today. Actually, I want to go back to Mario for a second. I want you guys to weigh in on this as well because – uh, this is something I can't remember who the hell I covered this with, but I was covering it uh, last week. So did you guys see the Drew Bledsoe interview? Because it was the anniversary of the Mo Lewis hit or something, something of that nature. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't the Mo Lewis hit. It was something else. It was 20 years. It was 20 yeah. years. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it was November years. something, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was October yeah, yeah. or November. Yeah, that. yeah. it was a 20-year anniversary. And they asked him, like, are you upset with, like, the, the way things went down? And he, he just said no, right? He said, like, I'm not upset with Bray- me and Tommy are friends and blah, blah. He says, the only thing that bothers me, he said, is I've become a footnote in Tom Brady's career where if oh. you look at my stats and you look at my stuff. And then he listed, like, five names. It was, like, 
Brett Favre, Vinny Testaverde, and a couple other guys I can't remember. And he's like, those are the only names ever who had more yards than me when I retired. Like I was number six in total in in NFL yards. Yeah, like, now, he, now he's buried. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just so tired of being a footnote of in Tom Brady's career. Mm. Yep. That's tough. That's unfortunate because I mean, we I mean, first overall pick coming out of Washington, the guy had a very unique release. He was a gunslinger that I still think one of my top five games of all time was him versus Marino in the mud down in Miami. I mean, that was one of the greatest games. So much fun to watch, so much scoring, which probably paved the way for you know Goodell when he finally took over. Going, hey, uh, that's kind of like how I want the NFL to be. You know, let's let's turn it into arena league ball. Let's just <laughs> score like fifty points a game and put some people in the seats, but. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate that he's that because I followed his career very closely, and Bledsoe was a heck of a player for. So Ooh. you know, he feel, people forget he led the Patriots to a Super Bowl. Like everyone thought yep. he was just yep. this guy. Who was a pick that was a yep. bust, you know, I was talking about this the the other night. I was talking about yeah. this same thing with Matt. I, like, yes, you yeah. were. Yes, we were. People, oh, people, God, I wanted people that forget too. that him and Brett Favre. If you put them it. side by side and covered up their faces, you might not notice the difference. Yeah, because they both had so football. many uh, picks. They, yeah, they but you, I remember he had 20. No, I, 20, yeah, he had a lot of picks, season. but I'm just saying velocity, yeah. you, you know, the way he, yeah. he got that ball down the field. And Brett Favre gets all this praise. Listen, well, Green Bay was a great franchise. It's the same thing, too, though, right? It's, let's look at the Patriots fan base. Right, who's responsible for the dynasty? It's all Belichick and Brady. Brady, you know, brought the Patriots to new levels and made them relevant and blah blah blah. I'm like, bullshit. Bill Parcells and Drew Bledsoe made the Patriots relevant again. And mm, Ross, yeah. you would know Definitely. better than anybody. Yeah. Those are the two. And you know what? I used to have beef with Parcells because of the way he left and blah blah blah. And don't forget, I was I grew up in the Bledsoe era, so Parcells was the coach. I knew him as the coach, and I hated that whole way the whole Jets thing rolled down. However, Ooh. the more I've thought about it and gotten older, I'm like, you have to put him in the Patriots Hall of Fame, because it was him and Bledsoe, who, because I know that we, Patriot fans have basically taken a stance, no, like, Parcells is not going in, because they vote, right? Fans vote. Like, no, he's not going in the way he left for the Jets. Not, rem- not you know, discounting how Belichick left the Jets to come to us, right? That was okay, but the way Parcells yeah. left is, is awful. But I turn around and say, if not for Bill Parcells and not for Drew Bledsoe, that's the ones who made the New England Patriots relevant again. Brady and Belichick brought it to that next level, obviously, 20 years. But that team was nothing before those two. And then Robert Kraft. And you got to put Robert Kraft in the mix. But it's those three guys who brought the Patriots to relevancy. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I lived through a time when the Patriots were a joke, didn't have a stadium. It was all a pretty big joke. Yes. This image that I put up on screen is what I lived through. Number one is why I never have an ego and never truly give shit to Bills fans unless they give me shit first. Number one. Number two, this is why I hate the red alternative uniforms. Literally PTSD from times when we only got one win a season. They're coming back. Uh, Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mario, one quick thing: How do you feel about Ariel Hawani years ago saying that you picked the wrong Josh and you should have picked Josh Rosen instead of Josh Allen? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know what though? Here's the here's the craziest part. I, I had my had my doubts. But I you know we did a pre-draft thing, and I said I said I think Rosen would probably be the guy here because 
you know, Dable's coming in. They run the EP system. It's a very controlled base system, heavily based on the run, really playing solid defense. you got a defensive head coach now. He could take care of the ball. He's more seasoned. I say, I still say that if Darnold would have went to the Bills instead of Allen, the Bills would have won more games earlier but would have lost more in the long run. Well, but you would have developed them better. I'll take it another step further than yeah. that. Three years ago, I was on an AFC's roundtable when I met that Paisan for the first time. And we were over on uh, <laughs> on, on a Jets channel. This is good. No, no, but this is true, and you can vouch for this. And this is when Sam Darnold was you know, supposed to be the guy. And I went on this channel, and I said, after Tom Brady leaves, Josh Allen's going to be the best quarterback in the division. And even you went, eh. you know what I mean? Because Darnold was supposed to be the man. And I said, trust me, guys. I said, Josh Allen is – and that's when he kind of looked fucking awkward on the field and he looked – he was unpolished. You know what I mean? And I said, trust me, Darnold is more polished now. When this kid polishes up, he's going to be the best fucking quarterback in the division. And the Jets fans laughed at me. Mario didn't laugh, but I got a, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> dude, I will ride this for the rest of my life that I called this because you could just see them. You could see the raw talent. And if they could develop, you know, once he developed, you could see he was going to be phenomenal. That's been their drafting pattern ever since. They try to take the most raw physical specimen at the position and they think they can coach anybody up. I mean, look at who they drafted Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds. Um, Tredavious hmm. White. Tredavious White was the fourth corner taken off the board. Hmm. And you guys want to talk about this and that in the third. I know another guy who drafts like that. A guy who comes out as a rookie, they look awful, and then all of a sudden they turn into Kyle Duggar, who's, God. I was in love with Kyle Duggar. Uh, I'm so mad the Bills didn't take him. <laughs> I wanted Kyle Duggar well, I, so bad. You guys you know remember what, the people you know that said he reached? Do you know what GM? Oh, fuck. Every, except for this year's draft. Belichick, according to analysts, Patriots fans have reached on every fucking draft pick he's ever taken. And yet he takes guys like Mike on Wienu in the fifth round. Who, by the way, on Wienu, I don't know why he's not playing regularly. Did you know on PFF? I know. He's, he's ranked as the third best tackle in the NFL. And we don't like, play him. Why are Lingering they playing injuries. Isaiah Wynn? Like they're playing Isaiah Wynn instead they of win. fucking Mike on Wienu. I don't understand I it. He I comes know. in and backs injuries. Is that what it is? Because he's coming in. I know he comes in and swaps out with Trent Trent Brown sometimes, but like it just we can't yeah. look that good on the film yet. So we have to wait till the playoffs to lock down the line. So you speaking know. of Duggar, before this ends on the live stream, has anybody heard? Is he going to clear? Small possibility because it's a Monday night game. Because he's, he's vaxxed, right? We if he's the unvaxed, only thing I've the only thing I've read. Is he is not confirmed? It is not confirmed whether he is vaccinated or not. Because if he's not vaxxed, he's not playing. He's out for ten. Out yeah, for 10 if he if he's not, he's done. The thing I read is if he is, which is speculation, there is a small chance he plays Monday. So hmm. that's gonna. And be if he doesn't be play and we lose, then I'll blame <laughs> that for the rest of eternity. That's why Buffalo beat us. Yeah, exactly. Because Kyle Tucker's. <laughs> Although, again, small sigh of relief. Maybe Jamie Collins will play. So I like he's coming off the IR, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, maybe you guys can answer this for me because I've always had this philosophy when I was trying to analyze um Belichick. Belichick to me never thought never felt like he wanted a first round pick because it was always twenty eight or lower. Yep. <laughs> so 
<laughs> it yeah. seems like to me that Belichick would all would be even happier trading that first for like two thirds to get yes. volume over. We he's okay. yes. always, always always been yeah. volume. Yep. yep. Right. But volume. value picks because and if you look at his track track record, he does the most damage in the third and fourth round. Oh my like god, that, Amen. Where, that's because yes. he can value. And he does well in the fifth and sixth too. Yeah, because he can mm-hmm. evaluate that because he has six talent. of them. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Four I'll, fifth I'll, round picks. What the fuck? I'll but hit I mean, on one. I'll get one of these. But let, let's talk about. Let's thirds. talk about. But let's talk about the compensatory. Our, the, the Patriots. <laughs> hold on. The, the Patriots. The Patriots' best offensive lineman is their center, David Andrews, undrafted free agent. Right. Okay. Their their star court cornerback, and I think I think we're at the point where we can say star cornerback, J.C. Jackson, undrafted free agent. He terrifies right? me. Yes. Go the, on. the the number three <laughs> yeah. the the number three tackle on according to PFF, Mike Onwenu, fifth round draft pick. Ramondre Stevenson, who's tearing up the league, fourth round draft, fourth pick. Round draft pick. His counter pick, Damian Harris, third round draft pick. You know what I mean? Like it's where are they he, from again? What's that? Who are they from again? Well, Andre Stevenson is from Oklahoma. Stevens from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Harris is from uh, Alabama. Okay. Uh, he takes Ronnie Perkins in the fourth round and just red shirts him for the year. Like he hasn't even he hasn't <laughs> he played a he hasn't played a snap yet. He's been inactive every game. Oh, that's great. But like, oh I'm, Perkins. Yeah, Perkins because mm-hmm. you know Dietrich Weiss is I think is a what a third round is he a second or a third round draft pick? Like. Yeah, and I, you know, it was that, it was that, it was two things. It was that, it was twofold. One, he likes volume, and he always used to be like, "Listen, okay, my system works. I know my system works. I can get a guy in here that can do that. I can, you know, get guys to fight over the position to try to do that. If you want to go shop your wares somewhere else, I'm not replacing your contract. That's why someone said the compensatory picks. That's where they come in. He's been a beast with that. He gets like two or three compensatory picks a year. He's like, okay, of a first, a second. Four thirds, <laughs> right? You know, I'll just play around. With that. That's what I'm saying. And here's the other two things I've always known about Belichick: mm. the Bills got blood, so that's where it started. Okay, that's where it started. And then they got Malloy. I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I liked Malloy, but I'm like, anyone three, who's willing to give away, we love. I never, Malloy. I never wanted. Like, three you can look at our channel, dude. Three. Well, look, Dion Branch. Dude, right. whoever when he, he was when he willing to, to give away, I never wanted. But then if so, he takes a Bama guy, knowing how close him and Saban are, watch the out. So I was watching yeah. the 10. Woo. I was watching you know, the NFL top 10. And I was watching. It was the top 10 midseason trades. And I think number nine was Dion Branch when he got traded to uh, Seattle. And the guy, yeah. the, the one of the analysts goes, listen, if Bill Belichick is trying to sell you a bill of goods, you know what I mean? Like if you're call if he calls you because he's got a player, you gotta chill. Guys, I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop you up for one second. Don't go anywhere. This hangout's gonna continue, but I just gotta wrap up the podcast here. So I appreciate everybody who's here. Nobody has to leave this. This will be going on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Talking Football with Ray on this Friday edition with the Patreon crew. I will be back on Monday. And hey, if you want to be a part of this, make sure that you sign up for Patreon. Uh, listen, 
Don't forget to check out all of my content all over the internet. YouTube, Twitter, Newsbreak, Patreon. Big news. Hit 10,000 followers on Newsbreak today. In four months, I've already surpassed what I've ever done on YouTube over on Newsbreak. Big day for talking football with Ray. Find me on all the podcast networks, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. And, of course, you can find my blogs and my podcast over at I'm not sure what that was. DeanBlundell.com. I'm going to call my, my the mothership. DeanBlundell.com. I'll be back Monday at 7.30. I hope you guys enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks to my sponsors over at Newsbreak. Make sure that you support the channel and the podcast by downloading that free link in the description. And make sure you come check out my exclusive content on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Sports. Links are also in the threads and descriptions. No matter how you're watching or listening, make sure that you hit that like button. And if you haven't done it yet, follow me on Twitter. Subscribe on youtube subscribe on the podcast and until monday thanks for tuning in to talking football with ray and remember you're all legit kid Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.